0: I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. I am your host, Bill Flanagan. Today's episode 34. It's my waist size 34, or well, maybe 35. Possibly 36, but no more, guys. We got a lot to unpack today, on the show. Oh goodness! I hope you all are doing good. I'm doing pretty good, doing all right. Got a new sponsor. Well, actually, it's a it's an old sponsor that is upping up his game. We'll get to that later. Hope you all are having a good week, guys. I went I went out to a restaurant the other day. Haven't been doing that much. You know, doing takeout that's great drive-through i'm good sitting down with a bunch of mouth breathers packed in a restaurant i'm still a little iffy on i'm not saying you shouldn't do it those people need business i'm just maybe i'm a wimp but anyway i went to this place walked in and the menu is you ever going into one of those places and the menu is just so complicated up above the counter you order at a the counter there's a menu and it's just so effing complicated. You're just like, yeah, uh, I don't know what this means. I've been to a couple of places like that. And I went into one the other day. And you go in and there's four big placards, four big sections of menu above the counter and the people's head. And you're looking up there and you're squinting and it's far away. And the, the writing's fairly small. Some of it's big enough. And you're looking like, you just stand there looking like a moron because you've never been. Now, if you've been there before, you you right through. Boom. But me, it's like what? What is this? You go in there and it was a you know Chinese food place, Asian place, you know one of those wok bowl type places. And the first thing, it's like, pick your base. It's like my base. Oh, sir, that's you want rice? Do you want brown wa- rice? Do you want noodles? I just want I just want brown rice. No noodles. Pick your protein. It's like, you got to pick your chick. Anyway, you're constructing your bowl. And you're probably thinking, yeah, that sounds really good. And I'm thinking, no, it doesn't. I don't want to build my bowl. I want to go in there and say, I want number four, and the bowl's built. I don't need to build it. I, I pretty much know what I want. Give me some, you know what, let's go to... Panda Express. You're thinking Panda Express. That's not Chinese food. No, it's not. It's a tasty little bowl. You go there. I want. I want the orange chicken. I want the Beijing beef. Those are my two things. I know what's in it. They're tasty. I don't need to build it because here's what happens when you start building it. That's an extra four dollars to your bowl. That's all that is. They might as well just say we're just adding extra four dollars. Four dollars extra. To make it sound like it's a little bit fancier. These aren't, you know, Asian people doing this. These are are regular people, you know, trying to make a thing out of a a bowl. Let's recreate the bowl. It's like a fancy hamburger. No, I just want my my stir-fry bowl. It's got some pepper, some onions. You know, I don't want cauliflower. Maybe, you know, a few other things. Give me my Beijing beef on some noodles. You know, no self-respecting, like, real... Chinese restaurant, food restaurants gonna have a build your own bowl. That's just some dude trying to make a thing a thing. And yeah, that's extra six dollars. I don't even think it's four, I think it's six. Cause now your bowl instead of seven fifty, it's twelve eighty. That's what just happened with your build your pick your protein. I don't want to pick my protein. I just it's not that complicated. You got chicken, you got beef. What are you gonna put tofu on it? Pork? It's not that complicated. But yet they're going to make it complicated. I just want to go, yeah, I'll see you. And the people are just like, well, that dude just left. He just he just left. He didn't want to pick his protein. He chose not to choose. And therein is the choice. It's kind of like, I think I told this story. I went to a movie once with a buddy. And he ordered a popcorn. Goes I'll, I'll take a Coke, and they go, we don't have, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi. Is, is Pepsi okay? He goes, no. He chose not to drink anything. He chose thirst. How can you have popcorn without washing it down with some sort of a liquid? He would rather have thirst than a Pepsi. And I respect him for it. I would rather not pick my protein. I'm leaving. Guys, I don't know what's going on at the end of the pandemic. I think they think people are all getting out. They've been shut in. Dudes are going to go out there, pick up chicks in bars. Chicks are going to start getting on their apps, looking for dates. But I think they think there's just pent-up frustration in the air. This romantic frustration. So, on all of my feeds, and I'm not even in the market, but all my feeds, it's like, you know, hey, your your T is low. You got low T. Here's some some manly shirts. Here, Here is a beard oil so you can grow a fancy gray beard I guess I've been being attacked on my masculinity on my all my ads on my computer on my social media everything I see is like telling me I'm not man enough it's like dude I'm fine I'm plenty man enough I'm as man as I need to be I don't need to be 55 years old taking testosterone and soy protein in a shake jacking my body up like a balloon and spending two hours a day in the gym or at CrossFit I'm not doing that shit anymore it's too hard on my body and my joints my shoulders my knees I'm just gonna walk I'm gonna keep in shape and watch what I eat enjoy a healthy lifestyle get on the lake paddle a little bit but I'm not going to CrossFit and what, whatever joint function I have getting ruined by doing burpees whatever I digress digress. but the the point is I'm just getting inundated with all of this and there I guess there are thousands millions of dudes that are like yeah man I gotta cling on to every scrap of masculinity I can find I'm I'm dyeing my my gray beard I'm getting my my manscaper my little trimmer I get that all the time just trim your balls it's a Rob Gronkowski ad it's like dude you don't need a special trimmer for that just trim it Pay attention down there. I need a $40 trimmer. You think the trimmer knows what it's it's doing your balls or doing your neck? You think the trimmer knows? The trimmer does not know. It's marketing. Anyway, I've been marketed to hell. I think, you know what? Here, here's, what happened. here's what should happen. At some point, and I don't know when that point is. I don't know if it's 50, 60, 70. But at some point, whatever is inside of you, whatever scrap of testosterone that you have, and you feel you need to you know, go out in the world and show it off. At some point, it's going to go away. And that's the point where you don't need to supplement it with a whole bunch more. It's like, yeah, we had a good run. Me and my penis. We had a good run. You know what would be great? If at a certain point, maybe even the government paid for it. Just to you know tip a hat to us. Or maybe our insurance. Or maybe our significant other saying, yeah, it was a good run, babe. You're sitting on like a dock. You're, you're going to get a portrait painted of yourself. Sitting on a dock, looking out over a sunset. It'd be great if it was like one of those Elvis velvety paintings even. I would like that even more. But anyway, get back to the scene. Looking over some the ocean or lake. Beautiful nature. You're, you're sitting there. Instead of sitting there with your, your best pal or your lady or your girlfriend, your wife, you're sitting next to your penis. It's a real you know, life size. It's like you and your penis. You got your arm around your penis. Watching the sun go down. It's like, yeah, we had a good run, penis. But it's over. Now, I don't know when that's going to be. But at some point, when you're 80, 90, 70, at some point, it's like, we had a good run. I'm not going to jack myself up with a bunch of testosterone and start getting in road, road rage events. Because that's what's going to happen. It's like... Hey, it's time for your penis portrait. Arm around your penis, say goodnight, there's the sunset. Every guy should get one of those. It's like, man, we had a good run. And then you just sit and you talk about it. Is that too much? Did you get a vivid picture in your head that you can't get out now? And and the penis in the picture, it's not mad. Maybe it's a little used up, a little grumpy, but you know, it's like, man, that was a marathon. Whew, I'm glad it's over, you know, <laughs> it's, it's happy. It's not dying. It's just not running your life anymore. It's not dead. You're not burying it. It's just like, yeah, we got other shit to think about. Been ruining your life long enough. All right. Controversy part controversy from my Austin friends. There is a famous Austin institution downtown called the Texas Chili Parlor. I've been there multiple times. And I haven't been there lately. But I hear people talk, oh, yeah, the Chili Parlor. It's a pretty cool place. It's definitely old school Austin. The ambiance is old school Austin. People have been working there, been working there for decades. It's a great place to hang out, grab a beer, get something to eat. But I got news for you. And some of you are not going to like it, but it's truth. Truth to power here. Their chili is shit. I said it. Let me tell you why their chili is shit. The chili is the worst chili. Now, I don't know about you, but virtually everybody that makes chili at home and most people that make chili at these chili cook-offs, they use ground beef. Now, you might get a guy like, oh, this is chicken chili. Or we use a blend of pork, or we use uh, wild boar chili. It's like, no, 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 no. You're going to use beef and chili. Otherwise, you're just a chili substitute. I don't know what you're doing over there. Go Even vegetarian chili, that's, that's soup. That's not chili. So anyway, back to the te- Texas Chili Parlor. They don't use ground beef. They use like stew meat, like chunks of beef, not ground beef, but like chunklets. It's not even roast because that would be an expensive bowl of chili if they took a roast and pulled it all apart. Because when you get a piece of this chunk of beef, it's fairly chewy. It's not like melting your mouth. That, that might be pretty good. But the Texas Chili Parlor is no bueno. Don't, don't go there expecting. If you want to go there and check it out, get something. They, might, they probably have a hamburger. No fries, though. I think it's just chips. That's, that's so lame. God forbid you buy a fryer. But, you know, they've been doing it for decades upon decades, probably 50 years. They're not changing. So and I don't expect them to. And I might still go there in the future. But I'm not going to expect the best bowl of chili in the world. So for all my Austin peeps, it's truth. Uh, it's You can't argue it. All right, guys. It's time for our next segment. You know it. You love it you got to have it. Chalky Chalk Report. Chalky Chalk Scale. Yeah, today's Chalky Chalk Report has a sponsor. Dr. Paul Berg, Scott and White Hospital, Round Rock, Texas, and Georgetown, Texas. I believe he goes to both places. Quality Physicianship. And you know, he knows premium content and he's sponsoring the chalky chalk report guys today's chalky report is pretty good i'm gonna say half a stick of chalk in my knees today i'm doing fine i have been really kicking the can down the road for a really bad day where where i'm like grabbing onto the walls and trying to get down the hallway in the morning to feed the dogs hasn't really been that way Eh, there's a little tingle there a little stiffness when i get out of the car It goes away so today, one half of a stick of chalk for my knees. Bone on bone. No cushioning, no cartilage. It's just bone scraping on bone like chalk, kicking up dust, in the West Texas wind. But today there's very little dust. Half a stick of chalk. We'll take it. That's your chalky chalk report. All right, on with the show, on with the next segment of the program, guys. I have a, uh, a tale to tell you. And I don't know if I'm proud of it or ashamed of it or a little of both, but you've heard me talk about the, the storm that we had the other day, last couple weeks ago. And it was, it was rough, I'm not gonna rehash it all. But my biggest concern and worry and a cause for anxiety, and, and it was legitimate, was that when it thawed and everything unfroze, that my pipes were going to be bursting. And that was a real possibility. It happened to a lot of people. And I had already known okay, I'm going to go to the street, I'm going to turn off my water at the street, and then basically all I got to do is get a plumber. Well, I knew that was going to be hard. Plumbers. I mean, I think the governor waived, you know, the licensing or certification for plumbers so other state, plumbers in other states could come and help. I mean, it was plumber extravaganza. They were price price gouging people. Had a buddy of mine try to get a plumber out. He goes, I won't even come out there for less than $1,200. I mean, that's how bad it got. And so I was really worried that I was going to need a plumber, and I was going to be without water, and I wasn't going to be able to Turn on my water until I got a plumber, and it could take weeks, maybe even a month. So that was my worry. Because it's like, oh my God. I I was just, you know, we have a brand new house. I was worried about water damage. I was worried about, you know, getting water and, you know, having water for us to drink, the pet, everything. The burst pipes was just always eating away at me at the back of my mind. But I decided. Oh, <laughs> during this time of anxiety, I thought, God, you might say, well, are you praying, man? Occasionally. Every day, no. Sometimes when there's a need, sometimes when there's not a need, I'll throw one up to Jay, a little, little prayer, make sure he knows I'm still down here. But I, I sent up a prayer of a man Jesus like God please don't have burst pipes if and then I did what some of you have probably done you made a you made a deal with God God I'll make you a deal now when you make a deal with God you that's that's usually out of desperation maybe you have a loved one that's dying and you say God, if you just save my fill-in-the-blank loved one, I'll do anything you want. I'll dedicate my life to Jesus. I'll do X, Y, and Z. I, I didn't have that. I was making a deal with God because I was worried about my pipes. Now, it's true, I did it. And here was the deal. I said, God, if you keep my pipes safe, I will donate $300 to charity. And you're thinking, where'd you come up with $300? That's a good question. $300 ain't nothing for a retired school teacher. So I thought I'm not doing 50. I'm not doing hundred. I'm doing three Hunsky. Three Benjamins. Where'd you come up with that $300? I'm thinking, well, you can't get a plumber to your house for probably less than one or $200. If they do anything, it's going to be at least minimum three hundred dollars. So I thought, if a guy came out here, found a leak, fix it, without the price gouging, it'd probably be three hundred dollars. Now, probably on the low end. Maybe I was doing a cheapskate version of making my deal with God, but that's what I did. Now you're probably saying you're, you're awful and ridiculous. Am I? I didn't have any problems with the pipes. Now charity's getting three hundred bucks. So you can't say I'm a bad guy for donating $300 to charity. But you're probably saying, yeah, but it's only because you weaseled out and now you feel, well, let's just say this. I could have said, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not fulfilling my, my promise to God because that, I, was, I was out of my mind. Well, I, I, I'm not breaking the promise. Now you're probably saying, you probably broke a promise with God before. Not that I remember. I don't remember making a pact with God. Now, you're probably saying, you were in college. You got really drunk. You're over at the toilet throwing up, and you're saying, "God, I don't want to throw up. I promise to never drink again." I'm not saying that did not happen, but I'm pretty sure it didn't happen. If it did happen, I was drunk and I don't remember it. And I don't. I didn't really do that kind of drinking. I'm not saying it didn't happen once or twice, but it, that's all it that happened was once or twice, not 10, 15, or twenty. I promise you that. So this was and may have been my first promise with God. Now you're probably saying, what'd you do with your 300 bucks? Here we go. This is the breakdown. I could have just given all 300 to to a certain charity, but you know, I wanted to spread the love, spread it out. First thing I did, you know, day or two after when I realized everything okay, got online, I donated $100 to the Central Texas Food Bank, because you know, people are hurting out there. You're probably saying, that's, you know, that's good. You can't, you can't rag on me for donating $100 to a food bank. I'm one third of the way fulfilling my promise with God, right off the bat. And then I think, okay, what's next? I didn't do this all in one day. I did it in about three or four days. Well then I decided, okay, my friends, they do the Hill Country Ride for AIDS every year. And uh, I usually donate. And I found one of my buddies, guy I hadn't seen in a while, named Everett. And I donated $50 to his ride campaign for the Hill Country Ride for AIDS. The dude's a boss. He usually gets thousands, maybe close to $10,000 worth of donations. I don't have those kind of friends, but Alright, 50 bucks to my buddy Everett, Hill Country Ride for AIDS. I used to do that ride. I did it for probably close to 10 years. And then I moved away up to Denton and I quit doing it. And then I moved back, he's probably saying, you started doing it again. I go, I did not. Alright, so I'm halfway, $150 into my $300 promise to God. Well, then I start thinking, maybe I get something out of this. You're thinking, what do you mean you get something out of this? You're fulfilling your promise to God. Correct. But a lot of times, you can get something for donations. So I saw on Instagram, a friend of mine had um, a friend that were selling these stickers. (laughs) They were actually stickers of, they were kind of like cabbage patch stickers. But this was a custom cabbage patch sticker of Ted Cruz leaving to go to Cancun. Looked like a cabbage patch. Five dollars a piece. Every sticker went towards this. Charity that she was champion. I bought four stickers. That's 20 bucks to charity Yes, I got the stickers but the $20 went to charity, so it counts and then I got stickers and I gave three of them away and I still have one So yeah, I got something I saw it. it's like, well, that's charity and I get cool stickers That's 170 Okay, $25 to Austin Boxer Rescue. I didn't get anything out of that. That's just one of my things. That's where we got my dog, Leroy Brown. $25 to my friend Jill's class. She was doing a fundraiser for some equipment. I think computer equipment. There's another 50 bucks. Uh, So now we're up to 150, 220. Is that right? 220? Yes. All right. The next two donations mm. all right so the next thing I saw I saw something online about food banks needing like toiletry supplies shampoos uh, soaps under uh, deodorant that it's one of the most request requested things people always think well you donate food well they need toothbrushes toothpaste things like that so I saw something, an ad popped up for Old Spice. If you bought $20, you got free shipping and a pair of socks. It's like, hey, then I can take those things and donate to, them to charity. So I ordered $20. It was like three deodorants and a body wash. And I got these free pair of red socks. I had that that dude that's on the commercials riding a unicorn. I'll never wear them, but I wanted them because they were free. Boom, $20, I get it. Put all the stuff in the box, put my socks away. I'm not gonna wear the socks, I just wanted them for no reason. And then I went to CVS, I looked on Ibotta, and I bought a bunch of deodorant and body wash. Everything I bought, I got rebates back on Ibotta. I got like $10 back. And I bought like $25 worth of stuff. Boom, there's another $25. I'm up to $265. I still have $35 yet to go. Um, but I'll get there. I just haven't decided where it's going to go yet. So you're probably saying, well, that, okay, you did $265. You got a free pair of socks and a bunch of rebates on Ibotta. The rest of the stuff, you know, is that bad? That I only, I donated there a few things to get some stuff for free. The stickers, the socks, the rebates on Ibotta. I don't know, it still went to charity. I fulfilled my promise with God. I did good, proud of myself. (sighs) Guys, the last two weeks I got my HelloFresh. HelloFresh advertises all over podcasts. HelloFresh, the last two times, well, not this time, but the two times before. By the time I got my meals because of all the problems with transportation and the storms, Everything was unfrozen. Had to go straight in the trash, and they'd give us a credit. A little good about it, at least. Well, the meat had to go. I kept like the onions, Brussels sprouts. I'm not throwing those away, those were fun. Guys, uh, a little tidbit. I'd like to thank my sponsors. Paul. They're also called underwriters, I've, I've heard. I'd like to thank my underwriters. Paul, Will, Allison, Johnny, my buddy Matt, for sponsoring. I'm not mad. I'm just here, kid. You can sponsor me too for as little as 99 cents. Every week I tell you bastards to sponsor me, nobody does it. It would fill me with glee. I have five sponsors. You know I just want an even six or 10. 99 cents a month. Do it. It's worth it. It's, 99 cents is hardly even money, but it would fill me with glee. Intro uh, music by Joe Freund. Outro music by brother Mike Flanagan. You guys have a great week. Episode 34 is in the books. Don't make any promises to God that you won't keep. Y'all take care. Bye.